Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know about two opportunities that are coming up at Body Metrics. March is National Nutrition Month, and we are super excited for all of these fun things planned. First off is Jumpstart. Jumpstart is our six-week health and weight loss program, and it starts March 13th at 7 p.m. This virtual program includes all things nutrition and includes exercise programs, meal plans, and a lot of accountability. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you head over to bodymetricshealth.com to sign up. Second, we're offering a challenge this month. And this year we're doing a plant challenge. We are challenging you to see how many different types of plants you can put in your diet each week. Again, for more information on this free challenge, head over to bodymetricshealth.com. Today, we're going to be talking about weight loss medications. There are two that recently came to the market, and I actually have a few clients that are taking these, and I have many, many clients asking me questions about these, so I figured this would be a good topic to discuss today. I'm going to give you some facts about the options that are available, and then I'm also going to give my opinion, if that matters. And uh, things that I would like you to keep in mind when deciding if this is the right course of action for you. I went to an obesity conference. I'm actually cert- have my certificate in obesity management, and I remember one of the presenters speaking about this topic, and he said, "Lifestyle management for all, medications for some, surgery for few." And I remember writing that down because there are a lot of factors that go into making a decision as to what course of treatment is appropriate for you. And I just think it's really important for everyone to have the facts going into something and looking at it objectively when possible and not emotionally. Like a lot of times... Surgery, I think, is an emotionally charged decision at times and not looking at the facts and what is necessary to, you know, keep the keep the weight off. It's really unfortunate, but I do have a lot of clients that have had surgery in the past and have found themselves right back to the same weight that they were prior to surgery. So, you know, these aren't necessarily... Uh, quick fixes or long-term solutions. And so all of these factors need to be in place when figuring out what is the best course for you. I'm not anti-medication. I'm just pro-facts. I'll say it that way. And like I said, just want to share that with you guys up front so you know where I'm coming from because I, I don't want anyone to think that I would judge anybody for making this decision, like I said, personal decision. And there are some cases where this can be extremely helpful. And I want to make sure that we're recognizing those 
cases and being sensitive to it. So there are two major medications that are out on the market right now. Right now, There is a medication called Wigovi, and there's another medication called Manjaro. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these correct, but we're just going to go with it. All right. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the differences in them and why you might be a good candidate for some of these medications. So Wigovi is marketed towards weight loss. Wigovi is actually the same medication as Ozempic. The FDA approved Ozempic for diabetes type 2 in 2017. And the company that manufactures Ozempic and Wigovi were very, very smart. I think Novo Nordisk is the company that created both. It's the same exact medication, but one is marketed to type 2 diabetics and the other is marketed for weight loss. They adjusted the dosages a little bit, but in essence, it's the same exact medication. And now they can capitalize on both from a monetary standpoint. So very, very smart on their end. And Wagovi is an injectable. So they're pre-filled pens. And Wagovi is designed for those individuals with a BMI greater than 30 or a BMI greater than 27 with accompanying medical problems. So that is the focus of who Wigovi is for. Again, Ozempic, same medication, is designed and approved for type 2 diabetics. Now, on the website, it does say that Wigovi is meant to be in conjunction with a low-calorie diet and exercise plan. So first, let's just recognize that. Okay, this isn't meant to be something that you do on its own and you don't have to put forth any effort. You are meant to contribute by maybe choosing different foods, moving your body for maximum results. Now there's a couple different ways that Wagovi works. First of all, it helps the pancreas produce more insulin, which can be helpful to lower blood sugars, helpful for people with um, insulin resistance, but it also works in the brain to help induce feelings of fullness. So at the scientific level, Wagovi mimics the hormone GLP-1, which stands for glucagon-like protein 1. And this hormone specifically regulates appetite and food intake. That's helpful because people that are on this medication note that they don't feel hungry. And then if they don't feel hungry, they're eating a lot less. Wigovi also causes the stomach to empty slower. So people state that they feel full faster. Now, these injectable pens, um, when you are given them, the dosage gradually increases over the course of about four to five months. And the reason why they gradually increase the dosage is to decrease any GI distress. So things like uh, vomiting and heartburn and diarrhea, constipation, like all those uncomfortable GI concerns, if you were to crank up the dosage right away, you wouldn't be able to handle it. So they try to give you small doses in the beginning and then slowly ramp them up. 
So yeah, that's how it works. You take this medication over the course of time and it decreases your appetite. It increases your level of fullness and it helps regulate your blood sugars. Sounds great, right? Well, yeah, it does. And I have seen firsthand clients that experience all of those benefits. And I know my one client who is taking Wagovi, she just is like, it's just so nice not to have to think about food all the time. Like, I just don't think about it. And, and that must feel like such a relief if food is something you only think about all the time. So I completely understand where these clients are coming from. And I'm happy that they have that relief. But here's the catch. All right. If you don't take the medication, all right, usually they're injected once a week. Uh, they notice that just missing one dose will jack up your blood sugars again. Like that's why you need the dosage on a regular basis. Uh, there was a study by Novo Nordisk, the company that makes these drugs, and they found that participants that stopped taking the drug after 68 weeks gained two-thirds of their weight back in one year. So this is the unfortunate news. As soon as you stop taking it, you're going to go right back to how you were feeling prior to taking the medicine. All those cravings and hunger signals are going to come back. That level of fullness, that quick fullness is going to go away and your blood sugars are going to return. So it sounds like even though this is an easy solution, you just you know do this pen once a week, the minute you decide to stop, you're going to revert right back to where you were before starting. And that can be really frustrating and defeating, especially when you experience the feelings of, of what you may coin, quote unquote, normal, and then go back to feeling hungry all the time and thinking about food. And so you need to be aware that the only time this medication works is when you're taking it. So that's definitely one of the downsides. The other downside to this medication is the cost. So a month's supply, which is usually around 28 days, so about four pens, uh, can cost anywhere to $1,000 to $1,500 a package. The average cost that I found is $1,349 a month. Whew, that's a little steep. Now, right now there are coupons available. And so I have some clients who are working off those coupons uh, just to see if it was going to work for them. And what I always tell my clients that are taking medications like this is I want you to pay attention to your portion sizes, right? Pay attention to what a portion size really looks like versus eating with your head and thinking that you're hungrier than you may be. Like, learn from this. Use these medications as a teaching tool, not as a crutch. Because the second you take that crutch away, you're going to go right back to old habits. So I think number one going into this is you have to realize that these are not long-term solutions. So I know what you might be thinking. Well, can I just take this medication forever? 
And I don't know that answer. There haven't been a lot of long-term studies. I think the longest study was the 68-week study. And um, I, don't, I don't know. So that's a, that's a hard question I can't answer. I was trying to look for some research on, you know, if doctors recommend taking this medication for long-term. I just couldn't find anything. Here are some of the potential side effects which lead me to believe you wouldn't want to be on this long-term. So common side effects of being on the medication is diarrhea, vomiting, constipation, headache, feeling tired, dizzy, bloated, gassy, heartburn. But honestly, usually the longer that you take the medication, uh, those symptoms will subside in some people. Some studies that I read online, the people were so uncomfortable in the beginning days of taking it that they couldn't get past those really uncomfortable GI symptoms. Potential side effects are pancreatitis, gallbladder problems, hypoglycemia, especially those diabetics taking insulin, kidney problems, increased heart rate, depression, and thoughts of suicide. So not great side effects, but the one that scares me the most is the potential for thyroid cancerous tumors. If you have a history of thyroid cancer, this medication is not for you. So that leads me to believe since the the high risk of thyroid cancer uh, when taking this medication, it's probably not something that any doctor would feel comfortable prescribing long-term. But again, I don't know that answer for sure, so I don't want to tell you misinformation. And so... Yeah, that's what I got on that medication. You have to make the decision that's best for you. Remember, lifestyle changes for all, medication for some, surgery for few. Knowing the information, would you still want to take this med? Knowing the information, do the benefits outweigh the risks or do the risks outweigh the benefits? I can't answer that for you, and you shouldn't want me to answer that for you. That should be a very personal decision. One of the things that I hear people say often, which I don't always know if it's true, is I've tried everything. And I think that's an easy blanket statement to say when you're frustrated and you're sick and tired of trying new ways. But I really think that If medication is a route that you're considering, you need to have tried multiple different things before just going straight the medication route. I think there are a lot of risks involved, and I don't know if this would be my first course of action if I was frustrated with my weight. Now, there is a second medication called Manjaro. Uh, Manjaro pretty much mimics that of Wygovi. It's manufactured by El Lilly, which is an American-based company. Uh, the good news about that is it's much more accessible. So what we're finding, another drawback of the Wygovi, is we don't have access to it. It's inaccessible. There's shortages. And the reason why there's shortages uh, is because it's kind of like a Hollywood drug. You know, it's everybody wants it for that quick fix. And the thing to really remember with these drugs is they are not meant for casual weight loss. 
Like all the studies done are on people who met certain qualifications. They weren't studied on healthy people. So we don't know the outcome for that. Uh, Manjaro is only approved for type 2 diabetes, not type 1, and not for weight loss. But again, we're seeing people with and certain doctors prescribing these diabetic medications for people without diabetes because it's giving them the weight loss benefits. That's not okay, but I'm just telling you we see it. All right. I don't know. I'm not saying I personally see it, but, you know, in all the research that I did on these medications, apparently if you have money, you can have access, which is just privilege in its glory. So Manjaro uses uh, terzerpatide as its GLP-1, where Wagovi uses semaglutide. But again, the results are the same. You lower your blood sugar, you decrease your hunger signals, and you get full very quickly. Uh, Manjaro also contains a GIB, GIP receptor in addition to the GLP-1, uh, which is basically two insulin-regulating hormone receptors. That's why people have really great results with lowering their blood sugars, and that's why it's specifically targeted to type 2 diabetics. One thing to note, if you are considering this medication, that your bl- uh, birth control pills may not work as effectively, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. And there are no long-term studies on Manjaro. When you look at Manjaro and, you know, and the research in terms of long-term studies, a lot of them point to the results of the Wagovi and they use that as its um, information. So again, no long-term studies and we don't know the effects of taking it. But again, just telling you what I know and what I read and what I have researched so that I was able to bring you this podcast. All right, so... There are some options out there and could be a good option for you. But if you want my opinion, I have a little bit of a different twist on trying to figure out what is the right course of action for you. So the first thing I always ask my clients and when they're trying to figure out what is the right path is, can you see yourself doing this five years from now? Whatever gets you there keeps you there. And that is absolutely true with these weight loss meds. Whatever gets you there keeps you there, which means if you're going to use the weight loss drug to lose weight, you're going to have to stay on the weight loss drug to stay at a lower weight. This isn't, uh, well, I'll just get there. And then once I'm there, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out once I'm there. Mm-mm, that's too late. You won't. You've got to have a long-term plan if you're thinking of using these medications. You cannot use it as a crutch. So I always ask myself, if you're not willing to do something five years down the road, it's probably not the right path for you. What gets you there keeps you there. So you've got to make sure that it can be sustainable. Uh, the second thing I always tell people to you know, consider when they're trying to figure out what the right plan is for them is do you like it? The quickest way to quit something is to do something you hate. Do you like it? Can you, know, can you see yourself doing it for a long time? Is it enjoyable? Are you able to make your life fit the diet or the plan or the medication? Or are you always trying to get the plan to fit around your life and getting frustrated? 
And then the third thing is, is it working inside and out? Inside and out. Meaning, is whatever path you've taken, so whether that's medication, whether that's Whole30 or keto or whatever you pick, is it working and healthy for your body inside and out? So are you getting the results you're looking for? And how is your body handling it? How's your liver handling it? Your kidneys, your pancreas, your thyroid. You always want to make sure that you're getting routine follow-ups and blood work done whenever you do something that alters or has the potential to alter the inside of your body. That's just being smart. We don't want to look back and say, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have known and I might have made a better choice. I want you to be really confident in what you're doing so that you don't have all these doubts. So there it is. There's your little rundown. I shouldn't say little rundown, but there's your rundown of two of the medications that are recently out on the market. If you have more questions about them, you know, feel free to contact me or reach out to me. I'm happy to do some more research if I don't know the answer. Uh, But I want you to really think about this from all those different angles and then make the best decision for you. And um, I know you're going to do the right thing. All right, let's get you to your recipe of the week. So I picked a pineapple pico de gallo because I love sweet and sour. I really, really love sour things. And so this recipe, you're going to need three cups of diced fresh pineapple, which is about a medium pineapple, one red bell pepper chopped, a half of a red onion chopped, a quarter of chopped fresh cilantro, a medium median, my goodness, a medium jalapeno, seeded and finely chopped, three tablespoons of lime juice, which is about one and a half limes. I always add more lime juice, so go ahead, throw two limes in there, and a quarter teaspoon of sea salt. And then basically, you're just going to combine the pineapple, pepper, onion, cilantro, and jalapeno in a bowl, add that lime juice and salt, and stir to combine. And for the best flavor, go ahead and let it rest for 10 minutes or longer before serving. It does serve best um, if it's fresh, but it'll keep well in your refrigerator for three to four days if needed to make ahead of time. But this is a good one and it'll make you think of summer, which is always good because it is getting lighter out and the days are getting a little bit longer and you can just see people's moods bright getting brighter and more excited. So there's ways we can bring summer into the winter months. We're going to do it. We're going to take advantage of it. And I hope you really like this recipe. All right, guys, have a fantastic week and I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.